Welcome to Dodgers Prospects. I'm Casey Porter of Dodgers Daily, joined as I am each and every week of by Tim Rogers of Dodgers 2080. So, Tim, thanks for joining and welcome into the next edition of Dodgers Prospects. Thanks, Casey. Let's talk about catchers. Okay, no doubt about it. And I've got 14 of them. We're going to go up and down the list and, you know, obviously highlighted by Diego Cartaya. We're probably going to talk about him a little bit less on this podcast for the simple fact that we've already talked about him quite a bit. I think most Dodgers fans know who he is. So we're going to talk about some of the other guys in the system. I know you've gotten a chance to see a lot of the younger guys like Yaner Fernandez, Vladimir Chalo, guys like that. So I'm going to take you through the list. Let me Get my list up here in just a minute. Okay, so I've got Hunter Fiducia, Patrick Mazeka, Carson Taylor, Ryan January, Vladimir Chalo, then Cartai, obviously, and Dalton Rushing. Then you have Yainer Fernandez, Griffin Lockwood Powell, and uh, Nelson Quiros at Rancho. And then you have Jesus Galise. Simon Reed was signed this year out of Westmont College. Frank Rodriguez, Marco Hernandez was just released, unfortunately. And then um, Jacob Roberts and Jorge Puerta, so 14. There's your list, Tim. I'm going to let you dive in from there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of start near the bottom uh, with the people that I, that I saw the most this last year. Um, I was, you know, covering ranchos, uh, the quakes at, at Rancho Cucamonga is really cool because you get these guys when they're very, very early, including mm-hmm. some of the draft choices coming right out of co- college in a lot of ways. So I did get to see... Um, three of the top catching prospects last year, and that was, you know, of course, Diego Cartaya, who that stands on its own. We don't, you know, he's the number one prospect in the Dodgers organization for good reason. And then um, I got to see a full year of Yaner Fernandez, who is, you know, one of the top in the top twenty, and then twenty twenty two second round draft choice, but first for the Dodgers, um, Dalton Rushing. Or he wasn't really second. He was, you know, they dropped him down to 40. Um, that's the cost of doing business with signing Freddie Freeman and things like that. Um, so um, it, given that, um, Yainer was somebody I, I just wrote about and then uh, also Dodgers Digest wrote about. So please take a look at both those articles. Um, Yainer's a, a smaller guy. Um it's you know and he's he's also younger he played the whole season at 19 um until you know right well till the end of september his birthday's in september um yeah, five nine yeah and, and you know just a, a young guy so he's still growing i mean people for, we, we forget these are 19 year olds at sometimes and some some men don't really grow until they're you know they hit their 20s so um yanders have got plenty there's plenty of room still there however the basics are are strong there um despite what you may read he does throw very well his mm. pop time is elite um his hit tool keeps getting better and better um he's pulling the ball a bit um he just hit a home run yesterday in winter ball if you go to his Instagram, you can see I think twenty or thirty versions of the same home run over and over on his yeah. uh, on his Instagram. <laughs> um, and then um, it, just a little note about him: he was a, a twenty fifteen uh, Little League World Series uh, kind of yeah. star out there, pitching and playing infield and things like that. So, um, I, and I had forgotten about that till so. Uh, Part of the of Venezuelan connection. You mentioned that yeah. you know, the little league uh-huh. deal, you know, Jesus Galise and then him and obviously Diego Cartaya and then Marco, who just got released. But part of that Venezuelan connection that the Dodgers like at the catcher spot. 
They do. I mean, and they're allegedly they're supposed to be in line to get another one in the yeah. with the international signings next next month. So um, there's there's definitely a good connection going on there. They're they're really pulling um, those guys in, and these guys are all of them that I've met have been just the the highest of quality guys. Um, they are um, taking being very active in learning learning English, being leaders on the field, um, and it's great to see. So Yaner is uh, definitely someone to watch. I. I the only reason he may start at Rancho again is his age, and that's it. It's not talent or anything like that. It just might be his age, because um, he he was two years on the average younger than everyone else in um, in 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 A ball. And then um, Griffin Lockwood Powell is a 2021 undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very big power hitter. Um, He's playing a lot of first base. He's learning that position. So he's split a lot from there. Um, I don't know uh, where they'll eventually end him in a being, but he's just, he's a, he's a massive dude. He really is just in the hitting lineups where he's going to end up, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a he's a right-handed from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definition right-handed power. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, crushes the ball. And then there was a, a switch hitter that I really didn't get to see because he got hurt. Right, right in the time where I didn't get it, where where I wasn't able to attend, Nelson uh, Kiros. Kiros, Kiros, yeah, Duolingo's got to kick in someday. Um, but huge no, numbers, um, yeah, it just a, it's such a short time. Three seventy five OPS over eleven hundred. I mean, so he, yeah, that, I think he played eleven games with Rancho. Yeah, and then uh, you know they call him Lock Powell or Lock Powell, whatever. Um, Griffin was, you know, his I think his slugging was um, nine uh, uh, OPS was nine ninety, and and so you've got these these guys that are that are not making any top thirty or even top fifty, and who cares lists? Which you, if you watch Dodgers prospects, you know Tim and I. <laughs> We look at them because they're fun to look at, but mm-hmm. but we know that the Dodgers have their own list, and and it doesn't always match up with those lists. Yeah, and they're so the ta- the the talent is is amazing, and then um, another guy, a couple guys I want to talk about, and I have not gotten eyes on them, but I came close. Jorge Puerta, yeah. who um, was called up to Rancho briefly. I had it all lined up to interview him. Very, you know, very friendly guy. And this is just on Instagram. Um, and he was really eager to do that. And then, of course, the next day he gets sent back to Arizona. So yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch him. But if if you go and dig into the numbers on the MILB pages, um, which will kill your your system if you leave them up too long um they will they he had a great year in the in the dominican came to arizona slowed down a bit and then just played a little bit in rancho but just another guy to keep keep your eyes on and then simon reed um Mm -hmm. out of westmont uh uh, 10th round they um he was uh signed by a guy uh that this his scout was Tom, tom myers who i met at rancho um Simon's a left-handed hitter. Um, he barely got any playing time. I he might start the season in Arizona, but then I do expect to see him in Rancho. And um, I'm going to let um, let Casey talk about Jesus in a minute. But I think we're going to get Jesus Galiz in Rancho at some you point, should. also. And um, before again, before Casey talks about Jesus, um, he does have an article about him written. I think it was in January 2022. Yep. Um, I, I, I cheated. I looked at it last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to you for a bit. And um, 
and we can i'll talk about dalton later but you can if you want to cover some more of these guys that uh, especially jesus mm-hmm. of course yaner you know being the five seven frame he has the good arm he's a very good athlete and then griffin lockwood pal with the big power potential griffin's a little bit older so i think he's going to be yeah. on well he's certainly going to be on a faster track than like a yaner fernandez because i believe griffin's already 24 years old he may even be older than that at this point so coming out of central michigan he's going to be on a, a faster track and he is a, a really just kind of looking at him very streaky okay to end august and mm-hmm. begin september he had five multi-hit games in a row and seven multi-hit games out of nine as he was still hitting home runs. So Griffin Lockwood Powell, not only does he have power, he has the ability to also hit for average and be very streaky with his average. And when he gets on a good streak, you've seen it with your own eyes, Tim, he can carry an offense, certainly at the level he was at. That Rancho team was so much fun to watch play offense when they finally got Taylor Young and McLean and Freeland. Oh, yeah. And then they also got Rushing and Lockwood Powell and all those guys. That was a pretty amazing team to watch. But, you know, so I think your Yainer has – as he moves up, the, the system has plenty of options at different places other than yep. catcher, and we know the Dodgers like to see how versatile a player can be. So I see Yainer playing a lot of second base as mm-hmm. he comes up through the system, and as long as he keeps hitting and keeps the good arm, keeps the good athletic ability, keeps growing, we'll see where he profiles maybe in a couple of years from now. Griffin Lockwood Powell, I think, is going to have to play a corner position. You mentioned first base because there's so much catching depth in the organization. So the way that he's going to bust his way into a lineup, say three or four years from now is by continuing to play offense. So, you know, we're talking about catchers, but, but when you look at Griffin Lockwood Powell, you know, yeah, he's a catcher, but, but the way that he's going to bust into the lineup is going to be offensively. So the guy that I think is going to stick at catcher and a guy that, that Dodgers fans really need to remember this name. They need to get familiar with a guy named Jesus Galise. And I'm glad that you mentioned Mm -hmm. You know, the Venezuelans, Tim, you mentioned a minute ago, I'm glad you did, that they're really trying very hard to learn the English language. And that is led by Jesus Galise. If you go to that article you mentioned, I've actually had a chance to talk to him twice, both of them in English and in very good English, because Jesus has really, uh, for for lack of a better term, he's worked his butt off to to figure out how to learn English, which, and I say that, you know, kind of in a coach speak type, like, like great job way to go because he's worked very hard and he's very proud of that. He is just a wonderful six foot, perfect size catcher, mild mannered, tempered, very hardworking. He has the great temperament to be a catcher because, you know, he's going to have that mild mannered temperament where he can he can really you know kind of get the adrenaline out of a pitcher when he needs to and get him settled down a great right-handed stick so jesus galise is he's one of the most talented catchers in the entire system another one Mm -hmm. of those venezuelans alongside diego cartaya he played a lot of big time baseball growing up he lost his dad to covid i believe in 2020 dedicated that part of his life to him so he's very motivated so i wanted to cover jesus galise and then at the top we'll get into some more of them but you know let's start in triple a and i want to talk about you know a, a new acquisition patrick mazeka and the dodgers just picked him up on free agency and you know chris betts retired well you mentioned it last episode a month or two ago would that be yeah. correct tim yes yeah and so you know betts was that that older type more experienced guy that that left-handed hitter. I think Mazeka kind of takes that role in the system from Chris Betts, who just retired. Hunter Fiducia at the top. Uh, the thing about him, long and lanky out of LSU. 
And the thing about him that's very impressive, he's very durable. If you look at his numbers as the season goes on, he is a much better hitter, say, in July, August, and September than he is early in the year. Probably part of that is because he's from Louisiana, so he's used to warm weather. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. But what that tells me is with his long and lanky frame, which he is, I believe he's six foot two, that tells me he's very durable. And, yeah. you know, that's very valuable for for teams, you know, because you have these catchers on the roster, and if they're able to stay healthy, those kinds of guys tend to find roster spots. So then we move down to the next level, the Carson Taylors, the Ryan Januaries, and then obviously the Dalton Rushings. I'm going to let you go ahead and and dive in on Dalton Rushing first. Yeah, just a, a quick note on Mazeka also. He actually has major league experience. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think he's also he's also that guy like Tony Walters was last year, yeah. that major league guy in case, you know, Austin Barnes or Will Smith decides to have another baby again or something like that. Yeah, all right. You got to bring him up and, yeah, and that. So Dalton Rushing, my gosh. You you laid eyes on him. He was amazing, wasn't he? Jeez. <laughs> uh, first of all, you, 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 laid, you, you see him and you're just blown away by his physical stature. Yeah. Dude's a stud. I mean, my goodness. Looks like a catcher, doesn't he? Oh, he's ripped. I mean, he he's in great shape. I mean, yeah, he's built like a catcher. He it's, he's definitely a catcher. And I was, you know, dig, doing some more digging on him because, you know, when you see a guy with so much offense at the beginning, you go, he must not be very good at defense. Well, I don't know if you saw it, but he actually played behind Henry Davis, the first pick in the twenty twenty one draft at at Louisville. So. Louisville, right? Yeah, Louisville. Um, So he didn't get a lot of playing time at catcher, but he actually, his stock went up because in 2022, he played catcher and he played it very well. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's encouraging. On a very good team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Louisville. Another, thank you, Louisville, for more Dodgers. We appreciate that. Dan McDonald's got it going on over there, yeah. My gosh. Will Smith, Um, Devin Mann, now Dalton Rushing, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we'll get more too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, Dalton just he came into Rancho and crushing it um, right away. I mean, he had eight home runs in what 100, 104 at bats, and in you know, some, and this goes even back to the whole thing at Rancho and having so many good players, especially a catcher. None of these catchers were getting multiple games in a row you know more than two games in a row except dalton kind of was but the other guy like yeah or no even on the bench because they'd have to rotate him in and out with dh and stuff like that and so fernandez would only play two or three games sometimes he'd play second or in lock powell you know same thing um but Dalton, when he got there, they played him every day. And when he didn't catch, he DH'd. Um, so they had a big traffic jam there, putting people at first, putting him at DH or second. Um, so it was, it's, it's, <laughs> Coach Shoemaker had a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, and he does a really good job of that. But it also is, in some ways, it's not the best thing for the player because they're not getting those, those reps. But Dalton was, um, he was promoted uh, at the end of the year. Um, onto the playoff roster, yeah, and uh, it, well deserved. I mean, uh, the guy just, uh, my gosh, um, yeah, he he always he became must see TV, um, and and to see him just go right in that lineup, dominate it, and you know, in and you hear it some, you know, the sound off the bat. Well, it is different with him. Mm-hmm. It just is, and you could just see he dominated that pitching. Now, of course, 
There were, you know, with some of the scouting reports I see, and again, take these with a grain of salt because people mature, players mature. But they said, oh, he's, he's, you know, on more than faster than 93 velocity, he struggles and all that. But hey, come on. He's, he's 21 years old. Um, he will be seeing more velocity. I believe he should start the season at Great Lakes. Um, and see plenty of velocity you <laughs> up there and um i i never saw him struggle with anything it it does uh, it's sing it's it rancho and to be honest there's plenty of velocity there it's just mm-hmm. not quite as accurate <laughs> mm-hmm. that's for sure um but just his number you know six one two twenty and that is not that's muscle i'm dead serious it's built about not that. bought oh yeah yeah definitely yeah or eaten yeah <laughs> Other than a lot of good protein, um, yeah, very just very impressive. Uh, really, um, we had to deal with a lot of fanfare really quick, and seemed to deal with that really well. Um, you know, players seemed to like him, and he, he seemed to fit right in. And that's tough as you're coming, you know, right out of college. You're the first pick for the Dodgers. You get some accolades. You go to Arizona for a bit. You may or may not play there, and then you, you head over, and they put you third or fourth in the lineup. And, you know, so there can be resentment. And I didn't see any of that. You know, the the Dodgers high high quality people. We know sure. that. They, every player is on that is is a, is a high quality. So, Dalton Rushing, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do. Um, that growth this, this year is going to be really important in, in high A. Rushing hit 404 after getting drafted by the Dodgers. Now, check this out. He had seven multi-hit games in his last 14 at Louisville. Now, you need to keep in mind, Mm. his last 14 games at Louisville was the conference tournament, then it was the regional tournament, and then the super regional against Texas A&M. So you're playing teams like Texas A&M, Georgia Tech, and then four regional teams that all qualified. Okay, so he had seven multi-hit games in his last 14 at Louisville. He was 20 for his last 56 at Louisville. He went 34 for 77 in August when he started professionally with Rancho Cucamonga, which meant that at one point between his last however many bats that is with Louisville and his first however many bats that is with Rancho, he was 54 for 133 against guy. You mentioned not being able to hit 93. I assure you, in the conference tournament, in the ACC conference tournament, and then, you know, some of his last series, and then against Texas A&M and the Supers yeah. and the Regionals and then at Rancho. I assure you that he saw 93 every single exactly. night that he played. Yeah. Okay, so any scout that wants to say he can't handle 93, I'm going to give you those numbers and tell you right there that yeah. he hit that way against guys that were throwing above 93, and he did it every single day. So there's your scouting report yeah. on and that. I, and, and that's why, you know, you see those prospect things, and some of those – they're – some of them don't change for years in terms of yeah. their um, their writings. So, yeah, okay, when he was 17, he may have struggled with 93, but he's 21 now, and he's grown and just, yeah, I, I don't or know. Or he was making a, a swing change that yeah. maybe he was thinking more than he was reacting, and it looked yeah. that way at that particular you know, I just talked to Ben Kasparius, and he's he's working on two different types of cutters. And 
you're like, well, he's not throwing as many strikes, maybe. Well, yeah, he's trying to grow. You know, he's trying right. to learn a new grip. He's tr- that's what the minor leagues are all about. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't think he can hit 93, okay, try those numbers on for size. He hit over 400 yeah. in low A, which is not only 93, but you don't even know where it's going half the time, correct? <laughs> and then he did it at the oh, end of his- man. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of his Louisville career in the Super Regionals, the Regionals, the ACC Conference Tournament, and all of that. So Dalton Rushing, a huge prospect. Again, yeah, another yeah. one of those guys that, that played some first base, kind of like, like Locke Powell you talked about. You mm-hmm. know, doesn't have to necessarily profile as a catcher. You mentioned that he only got to play as, as far as being the guy at Louisville his last year there in 2022. So he profiled – you know, he's another one of those guys like Locke Powell. You know, it's valuable that he can catch, doesn't have to, but how he's going to get in a lineup for the Los Angeles Dodgers is with that hit tool. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And then the Dodgers, like they always do, will figure out where he can play defensively. Okay, a hot-button topic name from last year, a young man who was injured quite a bit, had a – I don't want to say disappointing because because it was injury-riddled. Yeah. But Carson Taylor, left-handed hitter out of Virginia Tech – Wonderful young hit tool. I mean, if you would have seen Carson Taylor this time last year, he kind of looked like Dalton rushing. Yeah. You know, he was he was just, you know, and the thing about Carson this year, I've seen him quite a bit, talked to him quite a bit, and as he's gone on, he is such a hard worker. If you watch Carson Taylor throw the ball down to second base and receive the ball, block the ball, the way he works with pitchers this last season in 2022, and you compare that to how he did at Great Lakes in 2021 – it's amazing the strides that he made defensively this past year. Offensively, he's got that left-handed hit tool that is just absolutely fantastic. Like I said, it, you don't look at the numbers from last year because it was injury-riddled. I think 2023 is going to start in Double A Tulsa, and I think he's going to have an absolutely huge year. Hopefully then maybe get to move up somewhere along, kind of like Hunter Fiducia, the Hunter Fiducia plan from last year, get to move up in AAA Oklahoma City from there. And then Ryan January, the young man out of Swamp Scott, Massachusetts. If you remember, he was a Diamondback, Diamondbacks mm-hmm. draft pick, and he was one of their big top prospects at catcher. And then, you know, he went to San Jack, which is one of the best JUCOs out of out of uh, Swamp Scott. And so he's played at some of the highest levels. He has just a sweet left-handed stroke, very good defensively. I mean, the numbers weren't great last year, but but I'll tell you what, you know, it's one of those deals. Ryan January is one of those guys that if it ever clicked, you know, and he, and, and he can get streaky and get hot, but if it ever clicked, he does that. The Dodgers love those left-handed catchers, you know, Hunter Producia, Carson Man. Taylor, Dalton Rushing, Ryan January, Chris Betts, of course, just retired, and now Mazeka, left-handed hitters. So the Dodgers yep. love those left-handed hitter catchers. So Ryan January, I think, you know, him and Carson Taylor are going to man that catcher spot we'll see what they do with Diego Cartaya see if he gets moved up I would not be surprised if he started at high a next year for the simple right. fact that Carson Taylor is at Tulsa so is Ryan January so there is a log jam there if that happened that would be why but but uh, those are my thoughts on those young men but I'm very 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 big 2020 draft pick Carson Taylor I'm telling you if you haven't seen him just go watch him play this young man is dynamite so you you know you tend to talk about Diego Cartaya and now Dalton Rushing, which very well deserved because they're great. But do not forget how good Carson Taylor is. This young man is a fantastic baseball player. Yeah, and you mentioned the injuries. He he was on the injured list three times last year. I mean, that's just that's rough. I mean, and catchers is if if you've played baseball or you know anything about baseball, catchers are a rough position. It wears you out. 
and to be injured and he's probably i guarantee even when he was playing he probably wasn't near a hundred percent so it's it kind of it's kind of a lost season for him in some ways but you know the numbers weren't horrid offensively um, offensively yeah. it was not in any way shape or form yeah. it was a wonderful season defensively he just made yeah massive massive strides defensively and and that's where you know and that's the the goal with the dodgers is to keep the progress going they're they don't they don't I mean I'm sure they'd like to win in the minors. Everyone does. I mean, you don't don't go on the field if you don't want to win. But that is not the emphasis is still heavily, heavily on the development side. That's why the pitch the Dodgers will go the Quakes will hit eight batters in a game because they're working on development. Um and not they're working you know, on grips or a new pitch. Yeah, or something like, like you that, talked yeah. about with, with uh, Kasparius. Um you know, he's working on things, and that's what this is for. And so to see Carson Taylor, and I, I just didn't have a chance to really watch him much, but um, the fact that he's getting better and better defensively, the offense will come. I mean, this guy was, you know, drafted, you know, round four in, tw- in the short yeah. 2020 draft. And so there's there's a lot there. The Dodgers see a lot there. And there's nothing that indicates to me that the progress is slowing. Even, I don't mean, again, even ignoring offense. Despite the injuries, it wasn't horrible. I mean, he's still, you know, just the quick slash. 253, 333, 338. So, okay, yeah. fine. But, Which but for a catcher you'll take, but here's what I'm trying to tell yeah, you. I think Carson better. Taylor has the ability to hit over 300. He is that oh, good okay. of a hitter. I think he has the ability to have an OPS anywhere in between eight and 900. He is that good of an offensive player. So the fact yeah. that he had to, you know, it's just such a compliment to him that he was able to put up those good numbers, which a lot of catchers would love to have, right? Right. But, but yet having to fight all of the injuries that he had to fight this last season, I'm just telling you, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just so super. And, man, he's such a – you know, typical Dodger, just very, very humble, wonderful young man, fits the culture, but extremely confident. And I'll tell you another thing about him, too, that's very impressive. Same with Ryan January. You know, they worked with Hyun Il Choi from, from Korea, mm-hmm. worked with Carlos Duran from the Dominican, you know, and, and worked with Gavin Stone, who's from small-town America, all the <laughs> way to John Rooney, who's from Scattercoke, New York, which is a bigger area, right? So right. you talk about guys that have been able to work with – not only pitchers that are from all around the world, but all around the United States, and they've been able to mesh all of that together and figure out how to put a game plan together, whatever the situation may be. And I'll tell you what, Carson Taylor, the fingers that he puts down and the pitches that he calls, he is very good at calling a game. He's so good that you actually notice it, at least a guy like me does, while you're playing it. So I'm just telling you, you know, like we said, you're going to get, and, and rightfully so, Diego and Dalton are getting a lot of attention do not forget about Carson Taylor, wonderful young player. And he's, you know, he's more advanced than they are. One question that I have, so on his page it says that he's a switch hitter. Did he give that up? Uh, no, he does switch. He does switch. I see him mostly left-handed. And yeah. I'll tell you what, his right – and I've got a lot of video on his right-handed stroke. He, You know, his left-handed stroke, obviously he hits left-handed more often because right. there's more right-handed yeah. pitchers. And I do have several of his base hits and several of his at-bats – from the right side, but my opinion, he's quite a bit better hitter left-handed. You know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. You know, I um, so we, we've talked about the switch hitting as, as being an issue just in terms of how much time it takes. Which but he's I'm also not a, personally big on it, but that, that and he's also a catcher. And so I, you know, I talked to Marco Hernandez um, 
quite a bit last year. Good, you know, I consider him really a friend now. Great mentor to Diego. Yeah, but he said he's catchers have the longest day, and if you're throwing in the switch hitting, ooh man, I'm with you. That's just there's only so much time in the day, and you still got to get that beauty sleep, and so. Okay, so we've talked about a little bit about a Hunter Fiducia, the long, tall, rangy AAA guy, then the new acquisition of Mazeka, Carson Taylor, Ryan January, Vladimir Chalo. You actually got to go to dinner with him, didn't you? Yeah, it was a little fluke. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was my introduction to, to – to, and I just call him Chalo. It's just so much easier. It yeah. sounds cool. I think it sounds cool, too. Yeah, no um, Hey, Chalo. Yeah, it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's such a friendly guy, another one of those guys, you know, just uh you know i saw him a lot in 2021 um and he you know he him and marco split a lot of the time there last year yeah. uh, behind the plate after diego got hurt yeah. and um chalo is um you know definitely that defensive catcher that i, I really like the way he worked a game um he seemed to be very much in control of things and just you know just posit you know just the way he's presenting the ball and everything like that and throwing and he just he just he seemed to have it together a lot of behind energy. the plate yeah no he's he's really you know again every one of these catchers is so well respected yeah um by the rest of the team and uh, the dodgers do it make they it have it, to be yeah, and they may, the Dodgers make it a special thing to make sure that they are learning the language and that they are – well, that's the type of guy – they're not going to draft a catcher that's not – that doesn't have those capabilities. If if they do, they become a different – they play a different position. They eventually. have to be the extension of the coaching staff on the field. Exactly. I mean, that's why – you know, people say you – a know, uh, little off track, but with, Austin, the, with Justin Turner as the future manager of the Dodgers, I don't agree with that. I think it's Austin, Austin Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that guy is – that is, what a coach on the field, and this is not taking any way from anything away from Will Smith, but Austin Barnes takes things to another level. I think he's one of the best minds in baseball, um, and plus, just he's got that grit that you I know that gritty play, you know, I Riverside grit, you know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Chalo's got that. Yeah, you know, he's got that kind of same thing, and so um, half these guys we talk about are future coaches. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, um, and so uh, we'll, we'll. I hope you know. I'm glad to see Vladimir uh, made it up to Double A. He did. He was out a lot of the season with injuries, and and you know, just the Dodgers. Sometimes they just don't have enough room, and they deactivate yeah. guys. Yeah, um, that no means doubt. that means they're not doing anything, but they're working out in Arizona, but not getting into any games, which is not not good. Um, it means they draft well and they sign internationally well. Oh boy! Means. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it, it's a ch- if you're going to sign yeah. with the Dodgers, yeah. y- y- it's a challenge. It really is, and you know, you just the the, the best mentality. And we've talked about this. What? You're playing for 30 teams, not one. No, that's exactly right. I was you 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 stole the words right out of my mouth. Hey, we've got about oh seven minutes left. I think we yeah. have a little bit of time to get into Diego Cartaya. And okay. the thing that I wanted to say about him, he you know. The comp is is uh, oh the big catcher uh, from Perez, uh, Salvador Kansas City. Perez. Yeah, Salvador yeah. Perez. Yeah, you know, it reminds you of him physically. Okay, and I wanted to get the elephant out of the room. I know we've talked about this on another podcast. If you look at Diego Cartaya's numbers, he did struggle offensively towards the end of 2022. And I wanted to, I wanted to say that because I wanted to explain it. 2020, mm-hmm. nobody played, right? 
2021, right. he got hurt and played what? Mm-hmm. How many games? 31 games. 31 games. So, you know, 2022, he had the, the I believe he played 94 games. So, yeah. obviously, going down the stretch, he was playing way more games than he had in what? And as, and as good a shape as he's in, he's playing way more games than he had in, in the last, say, you know, 800, 900 yeah. days. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, he, he simply, he's, he's human, right? So, yes. if you want to say, hey, well, maybe he struggled. Okay. Well, if you want to go by that, good for you. But that yeah. is not of any concern whatsoever to me. I wouldn't imagine it's of concern to anybody in the organization. Matter of fact, no. matter of fact, they made him the 2022 Branch Rookie Minor League Player of the Year. Mm hmm. They sure did. Um, and, and for good reason. Um, he, he, he just, He's he's electric. He really is. Um, yeah. You know, he, the spotlight was on him from the very beginning. I saw him in spring training with, you know, the Dodgers media following him for a day and stuff like that and watching him handle it. It was really cool. And that's when I, I met him right around that time. And um, just he handled it very well. He handled everything so well at Rancho. Um, definitely not – there's no arrogance. There's confidence. He's definitely it's humbleness, conf- but confidence. That's yeah. the Dodger way, right there. You're humble, but yet you're confident. Yeah, but I use and I use a picture of myself interviewing him um, a lot in you know various media things, and I wouldn't do that if I didn't think very highly of him. Sure, I'm not going to go put myself with you know in a picture with uh, I don't know what's his name uh, that. J- uh, Reddick, J- J- that Reddick guy with Houston, formerly Houston. You know, <laughs> was, we were getting ready to, have to play that copyright claim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't want to be, you know, in a picture with that guy, you know. But um, you know, Diego's guy that, that is very highly respected. They they love him. The, the coaching staff seems to really enjoy him. Yeah. Um, and you know, it it is I, catchers do get nicked up. He has been nicked up quite a bit. He's a mm-hmm. he is a big guy back there. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a big target. It's like <laughs> having a big running back, you're, it's good in the sense that you're going to get extra yeah. yards after after contact. But yeah. it's also bad that you're going to take a lot of direct hits. Yeah, you know? I mean, so. so he 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 takes quite a bit back there. But you know, it is the bat. Um, you know, he keeps working hard. I mean, there's. Hey, you know, the, the, the classic, well, they're taking video of themselves working out. But, boy, he sure does work out a lot. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not weights necessarily. It's dirt balls and moving to the left and moving to the right and all those types of things that make you make you a better and better catcher. So, yeah. um, I, I, no, there's just not enough words to, to about Cartaya. And if the Dodgers trade him, I will be so uh. mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the way that I would describe him is – he does a lot of things great, and then he does everything at least way above average, you know? So there's mm-hmm. nothing that he doesn't do that's not way above average, and then there's a whole lot of things that he does great. So yeah. Diego Cartaya, a wonderful young prospect in the Dodgers organization. And, man, when you can have the depth at catcher, you know, boy, that not every organization has the depth like the Dodgers do, so they've done a great job both internationally and then also through the draft and then, yeah. as we've seen, also through free agency filling out roster after roster after roster of catchers that are just absolute high quality. Hey, we've got about two minutes left, Tim. Final thoughts. Well, and just let's don't leave them out. Uh, our top two catchers are Will Smith and Austin sure. Barnes, and those guys are uh, 
what an excellent combination. Perfect combination. That's a perfect way to put it, Tim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they're, they're, these guys, I know talking to Fernandez about uh, he loves Austin Barnes. He said he learned mm-hmm. so much just watching him and he admires him a lot. So, yeah, we're loaded. It's just there's so many good options. It's going to be watch the catchers this year. Just I think it might be our most loaded position. I, I, I just other than right handed piss starter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. we're in good shape there. Um, so, yeah, just uh, follow these guys. They're, they're fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I will say this, the Dodgers need a closer. So <laughs> you talk about the, the depth at the catcher's position. I just want to throw that out. Maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that on a different show. But, but hey, this has been a great conversation. It's, it's wonderful that you've gotten a chance to see some of them. I've got a chance to see some of them. So those are our firsthand accounts of what we've seen. And like I said, I can't imagine any other organization having any more depth at the catcher spot. Left-handed hitters, right-handed hitters, you know, guys that are all first-class human beings. And then I'm glad that you mentioned at the top with Will Smith and Austin Barnes, they just make such great compliments to each other. You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful mix between the two, and that's why uh, – one of the big reasons why I think the Dodgers re-signed Austin Barnes just recently. So, hey, we are out of time. We are so glad that you tuned in to another edition of the Dodgers Prospects Podcast. So, until next time, we would like to say, hey, thanks for tuning in, and go Dodgers.